Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. Amen. Come on, clap for Jesus. He is good. He is good. He is so good. You can go ahead and take your seats. And I want to encourage you today um, during this message to, to really dig in. I want to encourage you today during this message to, um, to really like, you know, I, I, when I was a youth pastor, I used to, uh, you know, we'd have hundreds of, of, of teenagers that would show up every single week, and, and it was beautiful, but there was always, you know, um, certain people that would just get up and go to the bathroom or whatever, and, uh, and I just want to encourage you just to dig in. I want to encourage you to, like, really, 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 like, get out a pen and paper, and I really want to encourage you to, co- to be expecting for what the Holy Spirit's going to do, because I believe the Holy Spirit's going to download um, some pretty amazing things into you today. And uh, we'll get some lights up in just a minute. There we go. Come on. Let there be light, somebody. Clap for our tech people back there. Come on. Making it happen this morning. Love them. We love them. Um, and, and here's why I say that. Because the Spirit wants to do something in somebody's life. And you never know. Some of the, 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 the smallest distractions sometimes can keep um, something happening in the room that God wants to do. And so I just want to encourage you today. I say that with a smile on my face. But I love you guys. All right? Um, so let's just really dig into the Word of God. How many people have here, you've ever been like super excited to share some news with somebody? You know, it's like I'll never forget when Ashley and I, um, we found out that we were pregnant with Landry. She was pregnant. I was, you know, um, the one that did the impregnating and that was cool. Um, I remember when we uh, um, found out that we were going to have uh, a, a boy, you know, and, and, and we just wanted everybody to know. It was like, I could not wait to tell everybody, hey, my wife's pregnant and we're having a boy. What's your name? My wife's pregnant and we're having a boy. That's my name because I'm so excited about this news, right? I wanted the whole entire world to know this news. And, and, and I think it's really interesting. If you have a Bible, then I want you to turn to chapter, uh, John chapter 20, John chapter 20, John chapter 20. We find Jesus so excited after the resurrection. After he has resurrected from the dead, and it's one of the first encounters that he has with someone. And I want you to to really take this in, because as I found this scripture this week, because we're kind of in some spiritual warfare series right now, and one of the greatest things that we could do to battle the enemy is to fall in love with the Father. And to know our identity in the Father. Because if we will know our identity in the Father, then the devil has no power over us. Because the number one thing that the devil wants to do is take away your identity. And so that's why we have to know who we are. That's why I love that song. And so I want to encourage you, listen to this in John chapter 20. 
Jesus cautioned her, starting in verse 17. Hey, Mary, don't hold on to me now, for I haven't yet ascended to God, my Father. Somebody say, Father. He's going, this is my Father. I'm getting ready to go to God, who is my Father. Mary, you better hold on, because I'm about to tell you some news, girl. It's going to change your life. And he is not only my Father, God. I cannot wait to tell you this. But now he is your father, God. Mary, listen, he is your, he's not even my father, God, but now, guess what? The cross is complete. The work of me taking the barrier away between you and my father, no more priest has to come in and sacrifice something for you to have access to the father. I am here. The work is complete. It is finished. It is done. And you need to know that you have access to your father now. He's like, this is why I came. I cannot wait to tell you this, Mary. You have access to a father. He is your father, God. Now, go to my brothers. Ooh. He doesn't say, go to my disciples. He doesn't say, go to my followers. He doesn't say, go to the religious people that followed me for a couple of years. He doesn't say, go to all those little people that just deserted me at the cross. Go to all those people that failed me. Go to all those people that betrayed me. He says, go to my brothers. Now, why is that important? Because the whole entire point of humanity is that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit wants a family. They want a family, not a bunch of religious people checking off list that they went to church on Sunday. Not a bunch of religious people that are following rules because the rules didn't work. It would just separate them. He wants a family. He says, go and tell my brothers. Wait a minute. Jesus is my brother? Like he's my brother from another mother? Yes, he is. Jesus is your brother. Now, for some of you, that's really cool because maybe you had a good big brother. And, but, but for some of you, that's really bad because you had a really bad big brother, right? And for some of you, like me, I grew up basically an only child, and it's it like I don't even know what a big brother is. And so to me, I'm like, it's awesome. I love Jesus being my big brother. But for some of you, when you think big brother, you think, oh, man, I don't want nothing to do with my big brother. What does a big brother really do? A big brother is really a good, perfect big brother covers you covers you. He's saying, go to my brothers because I will cover them. I will be the one that my righteousness will cover their unrighteousness. My peace will give them peace. My comfort will comfort them in their anxiety. My every, the blood of Jesus will cover every single sin of my brother. So now that they will have access to the Father, I am their brothers. You go to my brothers because we are family. You go to my sisters because we are family. And you go to my brothers and you do what? You tell them this. Tell them what I've told you. That I'm ascending to my father. He says father again. And your father and to my God and your God. Now go back there. He says 
And um, at the very beginning, uh, when he talks about, and he's not only my father and God, there's one father, but now he's your father and God, there's two fathers. Now go to my brothers and tell them what I've told you, that I'm ascending to my father, there's three father, and your father, there's four fathers, and to your God and my God. There's almost four references to the word father, four references to the word God. He is your father, but he's also your God. But I think it's important that he keeps saying this. He's like, this is the very, one of the very first things that Jesus is saying when he resurrects from the dead. Father. 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 He's God. But I want you to notice something. He uses the word father before God. Isn't that interesting? Why would he do that? Because, again, he wants us to know that, yes, God is all holy. Yes, he is all righteous. Yes, he is all pure. But the relationship that he wants with you is the relationship between a son and a father, between a daughter and a father, not a servant and a king. All the other religions of the day they were like, I am God, Zeus, boom. You will worship me. You will do this. You're a slave for me. You're a slave. Humanity is mine. Jesus resurrects from the dead. And he says, we did all of this so that you can have access to a father. Yes, he is God. Yes, he is all-powerful. Yes, he is everything that you have ever imagined and then some. But he is your father. Go and tell. Go and tell. But how many of us do that? How many of us really see God as a perfect father? How many people come to him as God first and not father? He's going, no, 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 no. I am your Abba. I am your daddy. I am your father. Mary, this news should be the most amazing news that you've ever heard in your life, that you have access to a father. You know why this is so important? Because before this happened, before the cross, Jesus was the only person to ever live a sinless life. Which meant that he was the only person who had all access to the Father at all times. He was the only one that ever knew what that was like. And so it was like, of course, after he resurrects and from the cross, of course, one of the first things that he wants to tell humanity is, hey, this is what it's like. This is what it's like. This is what it's like. You get a father. You get a father. You get a father. You get a father. I'm not Oprah handing out cars. I'm handing out the father to everyone. Come on, somebody. You get a father today. You get a father. That's absolutely amazing. You get a brother. A perfect big brother. You get a father. Because see, this is what's so amazing. Jesus knew his identity. And if you turn to the gospel of Mark in chapter 1. See, this is what happened. Jesus lived out of his perfect identity. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. This is the Father speaking over Jesus. You are my Son, whom I love. With you, I am 
well pleased. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. See, Jesus wants every single person in here to know three things today. You have a father, which makes you a son or a daughter. Because the same thing that God spoke over Jesus that day. Jesus is saying the work of the cross has completed this. This is what Jesus is speaking over my life when I was baptized. This is the identity that I've had my whole entire life. This is why I have complete access to the Father, because I believe these things. That I'm a son. That God loves me. And God is well pleased with me. Did you know that when Jesus gave you this access to the Father, and he says, you have a Father, that now this is what the Father says about you? The Father is saying, you are my son. The Father today is speaking over you, in whom I love. The Father is speaking over you, in whom I am well pleased. I want you to think about humanity for just a moment. So many of us are chasing all of these different things in life. Why? Because we don't know who we are. We don't know whose we are. We don't know that we're really loved completely. And we don't know that we have somebody that's well pleased with us. And so we're searching for everything else and going, would you please tell me that you love me? If I perform for you, will I be loved? If I do something for you, will I be loved? Even with our own earthly fathers or our own earthly mothers. Dad, I, I, got, an, I got an A in geometry. Yeah, but you got a, a C minus in geography. Let me tell you something. Because of Jesus and the work of the cross that he did on the cross, every single one of you in here, your report card is A+. It's A+. Some of you, you like to earn A-pluses your whole entire life. You're just like, yeah, I got to earn that A-plus on my own. I got to do it on my own. I got to study on my own. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And the beautiful thing about the cross is there is nothing that you can do to earn your A-plus. It's already given to you. It's already given to you. The Father sees you as the apple of his eye, scriptures say. The, The Father sees you. You've got to know that you are his son, that you are his daughter with whom he loves you. With you, I am well pleased. Let that sink in for just a moment. What would your life really look like if you were to go in to every situation, to every relationship, knowing I'm already a son? I'm already a daughter. I already have access to a big, big daddy. What would your life look like if you already knew that you were completely 100% loved for who you are? 
What would your relationships look like with other people if you would go into relationships going, Dad's already pleased with me, so I don't need yours. Dad's already approving of me, so I don't need your approval of me. So many people. I was at this birthday party yesterday and looking around, all these adults there with their kids, and, and, and I was just sitting there thinking about how it, 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 it just, you know, we get into this cycle as adults so many times of going like, oh, I wonder what that person's thinking about me. I wonder what that person's thinking about me. I wonder what that person's thinking about me. I wonder if they're approving of me right now. I don't really know. Did I wear the right things? Did I say the right things? Did I shake their hand the right way? Did I, did I eat my birthday cake the way I was supposed to eat my birthday cake? Did I blow out the candles? Like, what, 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 what happened here, you know? And, and, and the whole entire time, the Lord was sitting there saying, do you know that they're just as insecure as you are? There's so many people that you think, man, they got their act together. Look at them. They are something else. And if you only knew the anxiety they had before they shook your hand. If you only knew how much in debt they are. If you only knew what was going on in their head and their mind. Jesus says, I died on the cross so that you could have a father, so that you don't have to go into those places and have social anxiety about if this person's going to approve of me, or if this person's going to approve of me, or if this person's going to love me, or if this person's going to be pleased with me. Is the boss going to be pleased with me? I don't care. Is your father pleased with you? That's a better question. Is your father pleased with you? That's the best question. And the answer, if you were found in Jesus, is yes. Isn't that incredible? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. He is well pleased with you. Isn't it interesting that the very next thing, in the very next scripture in Mark, guess where Jesus is led into? The Father gives him, Father gives him this identity. He says that you are my son, that I am totally in love with you, and I am totally well pleased with you. And then guess what happens? The devil. He gets led into the wilderness for 40 days, for 40 nights, for the devil to try to attack everything that he just said about the son. goes back to the spiritual warfare. The devil does not want you to know that you are God's son. That you are God's daughter. The devil wants to do everything that he can do to get you to feel like you are not loved. The devil wants to do everything that he can do to, to just go, no, God's not pleased with you. You know what? God's still thinking about what you did in the fifth grade. Have regret. Live in shame. Live in sin. Be your own God. Chase your own things. Don't follow the Father. And He's just chipping away at your identity. Every single time. And you 
need to go to the Word. You need to go to these three things. When the devil comes to you and his voice is loud, remember that he's already defeated because of the work of Jesus Christ. Because you have a Father that is greater than the enemy. That is greater than the evil one. You have a Father that loves you. And so when he says you're not loved, you go, I have a Father that loved me. Well, he spoke over my my big brother Jesus. He spoke over me. And what Jesus said to you in the wilderness, I say to you in my wilderness. So I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of my big brother, in the name of Jesus, because he covers me. He loves me. My father loves me. I know who I am. I am a son. I am a daughter of the king. I am redeemed. I have everything that I ever need. And he is well pleased with me. So you go back to hell where you came from, devil, in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's what we say. That's what we say. And he will flee. He will flee. Why? Because we know who we are. It's amazing that the devil can't mess with somebody that really knows who they are. <laughs> like he can try, but he's not going to win. Because we already know how little he is. I heard somebody say one day we're going to get to, when we get to heaven and, 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 and we, we see the devil and we see how small he is. And we're going to go, that was the devil. That was the person causing all this trouble in my life. Look how little he is. Look how small he is. The devil can't really do a whole lot in your life. All he can do is accuse you. All he can do is, is try to make you forget who you are. He's the brethren of the accuser. He accuses the brethren. He accuses the sisters. That's all he does. And so when you live from a place where I have a father, when you live from a place where I am loved, where you live from a place where I have a future, when you live from a place where I know who my daddy is. Now, I want you to imagine something. Let's just say here for just a second that you were like the son or the daughter of a multi-billionaire, right? <laughs> Some are like, yes, play, praise God. Like, give me that right now. I'd love to be that. Well, let's just say you walk into a room and there's somebody in that room that needs 20 bucks. You're like, done. Here you go. Why? Because you know who your daddy is. You're like, my daddy loves me, so it's nothing for me to give you $20. Now, here's what I want you to think about. Your dad, your daddy is God. He owns all of the cattle on the hills. He speaks everything into creation. There is nothing that is too hard. There is nothing that is impossible for my Dad, so why do I not walk into a room knowing who my daddy is, seeing a need, and go, done? You need healing? Done. You need a blessing? Done. You need whatever it is? Done. Why? Because I know who my dad is. And what that doesn't mean is that just because we know who our dad is, that we just go to him for every want. Right? 
but we do go to him for every need. But here's what I know about my dad, too, because I know it from just being a dad. There's sometimes where my, my kids, they'll be like, hey, dad, can we play Mario? No. Why can't we play Mario? Well, because you need to do homework or you need to eat the rest of your pizza right now. This is not the best time. We're at the dinner table. Eat your pizza. Eat your food. But then there's other times where they're like, hey, dad, can we play Mario? They don't need to play Mario. They just want to play Mario on my phone. I'm the one that has access to Mario, right? Not them. They don't have a phone. And there's some, so I'm just like, sure. Go ahead, play Mario. But you know what's even better? Is when I play Mario with them. Brooks, the other day, like we were trying to beat this one level, and they couldn't beat it. And then I beat it. And then everybody in the whole their house were like, yes, we did it! It was awesome! <laughs> and I was like, so stoked, right? And, and, then, and then the other day, I, we were doing the same thing. We got this one level on Mario, on Mario Kart on my iPhone, and I couldn't beat it. And, and I gave the phone to Brooks, and he beat it. And all three of us were like, yes, this is awesome. Brooks is the hero. It was awesome. It was awesome. I love watching them play, but I love it even more doing it with them. I think there's some wants in here that you have that you're just like, oh, hey, Dad, can you give me this? And, and he's like, I'm going to give that to you. And you're like, cool, Dad. And then you go and do it. And you're like, oh, man, that was so much fun, right? But, but, in, but what if you were just to go, hey, hey, Dad, I want this. And, um, but, hey, before I leave, can you do this with me? Imagine how much closer you would get to the Father if you would invite him in to whatever it is that you're wanting to see him do. Don't just be like, Dad, I want this. Be like, no, I invite you into this with me. Because there's going to be some times where he's just going to be like, like me as a dad, where I'm just going to be like, yeah, okay, I'm doing it with you because that looks fun, right? Come on, we're going to do it together, son. We're going to do it together, daughter. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Let's jump in this pool together and do a cannonball and see what a big splash we can make together. Come on, it'll be fun. But then there's other times where you're just going to go, hey, hey, I, I think he's like being a gentleman. And, and he's like, man, I, he's secretly, he's like, dude, I'd love to do that with my son. I'd love to do that with my daughter. That looks so fun right now, you know. But I'm just going to let her do her thing right now. I know she wants it. I gave it to her. It's going to be good. And, but, but, man, I'd love it if she would just ask me to dance. And then you ask him to dance. And you have that moment with your father. And it's beautiful. And a good moment just became that much better. Because you're doing it with him. Man, I think that's awesome. I wonder who would get healed in your life if you would realize that you have a big dad that wants to use you to heal people. That you have the same power that he has through the gift of the Holy Spirit through the covering of your brother Jesus coming into your life and going, I'm going to walk into tomorrow morning at my workplace and show up believing that I have the king of the universe, my dad, and I am loved and he is well pleased with me and I am his son and I am 
his daughter. And so who needs healing today? Because here I am. Not because you're special. But here's the thing. I think he wants you to know that you are special. Because you're his. You know, all these Christians come around going like, I am nothing. Woe is me. I am just this sinner. I'm just this nasty sinner in the hands of God. And I can't do anything right. Did Jesus die for you to have that attitude? Why are you calling what he redeemed on the cross still bad? When he says you're good, when he says you're covered, when he says you're righteous, when he says you're lovely, when he says you're pure, when he says you're all of these things, you need to know your identity. The devil's the one that wants to accuse you of still being the nasty sinner. Either the work of the cross is complete and you are now free or you're not. That's why when I meet so many Christians that are struggling and dealing with all these things, it's been even myself, but the Lord has been showing me in this season. He's going, Josh, this is one of the things that I want you to know. You can be completely free. Completely free. I have to believe that those in here that are dealing with addictions that can be completely free or the cross isn't real. And I think we've got to be a church that preaches that. Because I think the devil loves the fact that there are so many people that are preaching another message that you will only be free when you get to heaven. That's not true. It's just not. Doesn't mean that we won't struggle. Doesn't mean that we won't have trials. Jesus says trials and tribulations will come. But he says, take heart, for I've overcome the world. Take heart, I've overcome your troubles. Take heart, you have a big father that's bigger than your troubles. Take heart, you have an identity. You have me, you have my covering. You have everything that you need for freedom. Do you believe that today or will you believe it? It's one of the number one things holding the church back. One of the number one things holding the church back from revival. What if some of the prayers that we've been praying for for years are coming true? I, I, I don't really care what you think about this, but I just sit there and I'm amazed that one of the biggest pop, or pop artists in the whole entire world just put out an album called King Jesus. And I don't really care what you think about it. Because if you're judging it, then you're already a Pharisee. Because you're not believing that there is a Saul that can turn into a Paul. You're not believing that there's a Saul that can find complete freedom. But here's what I know. There's going to be thousands and thousands and millions of people that come to know Jesus because that guy took that step. Because he's saying, I've found freedom. He said, I thought I was God, and now I'm worshiping him. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. It's amazing. Why do I mention that today? Because there's a guy that found his father. And so as I come to a close this morning, I want you to close your eyes.
Caleb, won't you come up on just the keys? Just you on the keys. For this moment. And here's what I want you to do. Oh, Christian. A person that came in here. Not really knowing your daddy. The person that came in here this morning. Not 100% believing that you are a son, that you are a daughter. You never had anybody call you son. You never had anybody call you daughter. Or even if you did, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And this morning, there's a father here that sent me, that sent me to tell this room. There's a reason why I'm here today and not in any other room in the world. Because God sent me to tell you that you have a father, a perfect, good, good Father. It was one of the very first things that Jesus wanted the world to know after he died and resurrected. It had to be important. That the work of the cross is complete. That everything that would keep you from having access to a complete, good, and perfect Father has now been taken care of. It's now been destroyed. The, the veil in the temple was torn in two. And you have access to that father. He's going, I've had access to him my whole entire life. It's the best thing in the world. This is the best thing for you. You have access to him. You have access to perfect love. You have access to perfect grace. You have access to me. You have a brother. You have a father. You have a family. Go tell my brothers because they were at my baptism. They will know what it means when I say my father is now your father and your God. Because they would remember the heavens opening and the dove coming down from heaven to rest on the shoulders of Jesus and the voice saying, this is my son. Whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. And he said that over his son in whom I am well pleased, before Jesus ever did anything. Jesus hadn't done a miracle. Jesus hadn't died and resurrected. Jesus hadn't taken on the devil in the, the wilderness. Some of you need to know that you are not loved for what you can do for the Father, but you are just loved and he is pleased with you because you are a son. Because you are his daughter. 
if you've ever held a newborn, if you're a mom or a dad, then you know that there is absolutely nothing like it. And you go, there's nothing that they can do to earn my love. And then as they grow up, we're human. But God says, I'm not human. I'm not like you. My ways are higher than your ways. I do things totally different from you. And there is nothing that you can do to make me love you any more than I do right now. I am well pleased with you. I'm well pleased with you. And so right now, I, I want you, I want to, I want to release something in this room. I want to release just a, a baptism of love over you. Because some of you, you've never experienced that. I've been slowly experiencing what a baptism of love is. You, you, you get baptized and you go into the water. And that's a, a baptism of washing your sins away. But sometimes we've never received a baptism of love. And I, I want you to receive a baptism of love this morning. Of knowing the Father. Knowing your brother. Knowing how deep their love is for you. That they would die on a cross so that you could have access so that you could have a relationship with the Father, not just God, with the Father. He says, Father first, God second. Father first, God second. Father first, God second. Father first, God second. I am your Father. Let me love you as a child. So wherever it is in your heart that's broken because of your Father, wherever it is in your heart that's broken because of a Father wound, Whatever it is that, that's broken in your heart, let the Father right now heal that area. If you will let him, he will not come in if you don't let him. But if you will just open up your heart, open up that place. If you're ready to do that, he's there, he's waiting. And he goes, let me come into that place in your heart right now. Let me come into that place in your heart right now. Give me access to that. Because, oh, child, I love you. Oh, child. Stop believing the lies from the enemy that you are not loved. You are loved perfectly. Stop believing the accuser that says that there is nothing that you can do to please me because I am already pleased with you. Stop believing. I'm a good, good father. I'm perfect in all of my ways. I am perfect in all of my ways. And you are loved by me. And that is...